This week on the Koshcast. The Canadian Premier League begins as Pacific FC record the first win, Van Dyke and Sterling get personal awards, United and Chelsea play out a draw, North London crumbles, Liverpool win, and City retain first place by about an inch. There's also none other than the Champions League, there's Ajax and Barca and plenty of intrigue, and even the Europa League might get a mention. Is a Valencia Frankfurt final beyond comprehension? All this, Bielsa for Prime Minister, and much more. to another episode of the Koshcast. I feel very weird starting it two weeks in a row last week because uh, Alex wasn't here with his brilliant intros. This week, he is. An unbeaten run for you. Two yes. Week, two weeks in a row. How long can you keep it going? I mean, I do not want to keep it going. I don't enjoy <laughs> trying to do an intro. As you guys could tell, when Alex isn't here, we don't even attempt to write one. I thought you guys did perfectly. Oh, yeah? It was fine, yeah. It was a really good episode. Look, actually, sometimes, you know, I don't like missing a pod, but sometimes it's nice just to listen to it without... Right. listening to yourself you know that's true and and you're kind of more forced to listen to it when you're not there as yeah. well because like you were there you kind of know what happened but when you're not you're like <laughs> let me let me see how the other guys did exactly um so big uh, big weekend in canadian football we'll start mm. there very briefly sure um the canadian premier league kicked off it, you went all the way to hamilton all the way down the motorway to hamilton yes was very lucky to get a ride with some friends uh ryan and ahmed um, and uh, Ryan's partner Sam, who did all the driving, so I should mention her. Nice. Um, it was a, it was a nice, nice, easy drive down to Hamilton. Didn't go on one of the supporters' coaches. Not a big fan of a coach. Mm. I have to take the go bus enough that I didn't feel like I needed to add that to, <laughs> You're to my life. You weren't worried about the opposition fans waiting there, helping <laughs> you with yeah. eggs. No. Um, Tim Hortons Stadium, which is where Forge FC Hamilton's team are going to play. That's a, it's a Canadian Football League stadium. It's a right. CFL stadium. And it's big. Like I think it's 23,000. And there were about 17,000 for the first game. A lot of free tickets were given away. But sure. you need to get people through the door. Um, <clears throat> it will be interesting to see what the attendance averages out to over the season. Because if, it, if it's only like 5 to 10, the atmosphere in there is going to be a bit weird. Right. But it was really good. Both supporters groups, York 9 and Forge FC, out in numbers, making a lot of noise. Wasn't there, there was this clip on Twitter about how uh, one of the supporters was already was already singing, you know, let's, if it was York, you know, Forge always cheating, same oh, yeah, old yeah, Forge. No, it's like, bro, it's been two it's, minutes into the season. Yeah. No, the For, Forge <laughs> FC fans were, were chanting, right. same old York line always cheating, which I did think was very, very funny. That is very funny. Uh, there was also, uh, your green, your white, your team is full of shite. Oh, that was good. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Already, yeah. No, the Forge FC fans were, were well prepared. Uh, our friend Alan, who's uh, you know a major leader of them, has clearly done done his right. homework. They were very ready for this. I, I think also it's nice to again because I didn't see the game and I wasn't there. You know, I can give you a perspective of what the online vibe was, mm. and I think in retrospect, everybody was like, you know what, the quality was better than I guess people had low expectations. Like the quality wasn't that bad. The goals looked quite good. You know, they felt that it was. You know, the standard of football was not. At least it exceeded expectations. I would disagree. Although, yeah. again, yes, you're right. It completely depends on what you're yeah. expecting, right? Yeah. I thought this was exactly this was exactly what I expected. So it looked very like early days MLS mm. when you know when we went to see Toronto FC in 2007, eight, nine. One on one penalties. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, no. Um, but but with a bit more tactical sophistication. In that, both teams were trying to play out from the back. Both teams were pressing. Like aggressively pressing, there was right. no time on the ball. That was that was the main like the standout feature for me. Is if that's repeated across the league, it's it's a very aggressive, very quick right. game, um, and very physical. The referees we we learned were told to like let the game flow. The referee in this game absolutely did. There were a lot of things where like fans were a bit perplexed right. that fouls weren't given. So basically, we're gonna pay you to not do anything. <laughs> so just run around a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just run around. Get your yeah. fitness in. Yeah. Um, the, the major the major thing that wasn't given is uh, so Forge FC's kind of talismanic player is Kyle Becker who used to play for oh, Toronto yeah. FC yeah. Um, or tried to play for Toronto mm. FC but failed um, and he elbowed uh, Dishiara on the, on York Nine uh, quite obviously uh, and didn't, didn't didn't get anything didn't get sent off for it um, 
which is a bit weird. But you're like, how pumped are you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just feels a little bit out of context. I, I get it. It's a competitive game, yeah. but it still is a celebration of kind of like you know the first game of this league that didn't exist yesterday. Yeah. And I just wouldn't think that you are so pumped or so kind of up there in energy levels that you would elbow someone in the face on day one. So I w the context for this is that Becker was having one of the worst games of football <laughs> I've ever seen anyone have. Like, he very clearly... Not his worst, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. Like, you know when you, you watch someone strike a ball, you can tell, you can kind of get an idea of their right. quality. So you watch him kick the ball, and you're like, yeah, okay, this guy should be a level up, but just nothing was hitting its mark. Mm -hmm. he, his passes were going astray. And frankly, like, I disagree about the quality of the game exceeding expectations it wasn't great mm. it wasn't great there was again more tactical sophistication than than early mls but were the goals any good yeah I, I mean, the finishes were good okay the defending no, for both sure. goals but was horrendous the thing is i feel even in, even in any league if you base it on the defending you're always gonna have a negative feeling <laughs> yeah. about, about the goal but that yeah i know true. what you mean um, and then the other game was Pacific FC versus Halifax. Yes. Unfortunately, I was playing my, my co-ed semi-final at the time that this right. was happening, so I didn't see it. But Pacific FC with uh, Canadian Premier League's first win. So yeah. congratulations to them, top of the table. <laughs> <laughs> and, nice. Uh, yeah. So, no, I, I think it was a very encouraging first weekend. A lot of buzz online. Like right. The online community is really doing its bit mm. for this league. Um, it remains to be seen whether this can infiltrate with either soccer fans of other teams people right. who watch European football people who watch Toronto FC yep. are they willing to take that step down for something more local and something more grassroots and whether they can connect with people who aren't traditional football fans right. how are the prices of like beer and popcorn and stuff uh, <laughs> beer is like 11.50 so standard 11.50 like standard bullshit sporting event it's uh, day one drinks mate. prices like, I know Poutine, ten dollars. Oh, he was there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and surprisingly cheap. Um, no, poutine, poutine, ten dollars. Uh, a hot dog was six. Oh, that's not that's not horrendous. Uh, I mean, compared to everything else he said. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's probably like just a hot, like you know a piece of whatever on the bun. Like, yeah, nothing's yeah. happening. There's not been anywhere near a cow uh, or you know <laughs> anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't brilliant. Tim Hortons field, obviously. So they had Tim Hortons uh, products. Right. Two twenty-five for a small. A small drink, mm. which is not wonderful, but you know, yeah, Starbucks, Starbucks prices yeah. at the Tim Hortons <laughs> Stadium. Yes, um, exactly. Cool. Well, we look forward to more of these, and you know, we will bring you some updates as, as things happen. And, and I'm sure there's still, you know, news about the league as a whole, not just games. Now there's still going to be, I'm sure, you know, events and news that come out and all that, and new teams and sponsorships and all that. So we'll keep you guys updated with that. Absolutely. We we also have a question uh, from at Caps Offside uh, Brenton who says, "How are you?" Or how in are you on Campiel after this weekend? And how big a prick is Kyle Becker? So we've covered yeah. the, the Becker thing. Yeah. I think between the terrible performance and the elbow, he's a massive prick. Yeah. Um, how in am I on Canadian Premier League? Kind of tough to answer. I mean, I'm in. There's no for me. There's no alternative. This is the country we live in. This is the Premier. You're big League. on the whole local thing. Well, I think you have to be. Especially, I, I will tell you that for the context, the more the European game or the global game gets Mon monetized mon yeah the more corrupt it overtly is right. the more it becomes harder to care about it in a and connect and connect mm. in the same way that you can if you go down to your local club and watch local players playing mm. and I think that's basically the angle the Canadian Premier League has to take right like connect with something mm. on, on a slightly more meaningful level than you know the teams you play with on FIFA, or right? Whatever so, it is, so, so like the Leafs, you know, being the local yeah. hockey, you, you only got to shell three thousand dollars to watch the playoffs. Exactly, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Did we answer all the questions there? Uh, for that, yeah. All right. Um, let's talk Premier League. The English Premier. The English, yeah. Yes. The English Premier League. Yes. Okay. Oh wow! So every time I'm going to say Premier League, now it's going to be a problem. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's like Inter Milan and AC I think we get it. Yeah. Um, so let's start with, as usual, top of the table. Um, and chronologically, Liverpool played Huddersfield. And Alex, you should have bet on this because you made a prediction before the game started and uh, you would have made some money. I said six. And then Bernie you revised said, it. Bernie said five. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I revised it once they only got five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You're like, or five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was... I was surprised by the um, starting lineup. Quite strong. I know, you know... Storage for Firmino, right? 
No, no, no. Like, how strong the lineup was. Like, mm. Firmino, I think, was injured or something was up or whatever. But I think, you know, both Mane and Salah, the three center mid starting, um, like the starters, the all the full back line, I, I get it. I, I get it. You know, this is this is the most important thing. I just felt at home to Huddersfield with a Champions League game coming, yeah. I was expecting more changes. I was expecting Shakir. I was expecting... I know Ox just came back, but yeah. maybe even get more minutes. Like, I just... I don't know what I wanted exactly, but I just felt like there was chances to make some changes. I understand that point of view. I thought Min, even with Minule up front, they'd have probably scored <laughs> two or three. Yeah. Um, Huddersfield are horrendous. Like They were going to win this game even if they did put out a weakened team, that's for sure. That said, I think there might be something in the goal difference here. Mm. So this league could could end up with, with them and City on the same points. And City's goal difference, I think, before this game was... I th- 9 or 10 yeah. more than Liverpool this was a decent chance to try and make that up or right. a chunk of it so I'm not surprised that the rotation was minimal it, it might but also help with like the form of the players going into the Champions League it helps to kind of keep things going and, and not break that rhythm mm. especially like you know people saying Salah need you know he kind of came out of that rut recently but it doesn't harm to bag on someone like Huddersfield <laughs> and get yeah. two goals each for Mane and Salah and like you know it does help with the um with their personal gains in terms of trying to be, you know, top scorer of the league and etc. And you know, people are saying, when was the last time that two players from the same team were even in the top three, let alone possibly ending first and second? Like, yeah. I, you know, I can't think of too many partnerships recently that would have, you know, I don't know, Drogba and Elka maybe a season. Like, maybe. I just can't think of too many top top goal scorers in the same team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, this one was was. You know, pedestrian. 5 0 to Liverpool, uh, Salah two goals, Mane two goals, easy stuff. Mane's scoring a lot more with his headers. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, he's got he's got the, the leap. He's got yeah. the hops. Well, it also helps when you've got uh, Trenton and, oh. and Robertson. Like, the deliveries on those two. Yeah. It's actually like, we talk about it a lot, but you watch Robertson look up, look down, and then it's pinpoint. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking about um, partnerships in terms of goals. Their partnership in terms of assists is mental. I think Trent has nine and Robertson has 11. Well, doesn't Trent have like the most assists ever from a defender in the That's history Rob- of the game? Robertson, Robertson yeah, something he's like just, that. I think he's just either equal or just surpassed the record. Yeah. And, and Trent is only a couple well, behind. Trent's so. ball to Salah. Yeah. That, that's not a that's not a fullback. Like that has nothing to do with you being a fullback. That is just you being an unbelievable good player at football. That, yes. Like that's it. Yes. Oh, hundred like, percent. He came in. He could have been a center mid in the position where he did it. He came in. Didn't do the easy option, which Henderson or whoever was yelling for. Yep. He went. You know what, mate? No. Correct. I, I can do this. And he just. It was an abs. You know, if if a Sesk back in there and an Eriksson now or an Ozil or whatever made that ball, you'd be hearing Between about two it. defenders. Yeah. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't even easy. But I, I think. Trent Alexander-Arnold was... Like, he came into the first team as a right-back. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he played in every position. I think and I've he read could. that he's played in mm-hmm. every... Yeah, there's absolutely no reason he couldn't. I, that's why it will be very interesting to see where he ends up or whether he ends up anywhere. Like right. You've seen with players like Ox. Like, his skill set is so varied that you, he never nails down a position. I almost feel... I don't like saying this, but... Because now, like, like you pointed this out two pods ago, how, like, the fullback is now one of the most crucial positions in football. It's the way managers play. So I don't want to say he's wasted that right back because it's a huge weapon, but you know what I mean? Like it feels like he's got more going forward right. to spend too much time in the, you know, in the back third of the field. That's all. But you yeah. know what? It's working. Don't change it. But <laughs> yeah. he's still young. You never know where he's eventually so he'll end up. That's the thing. I mean, it's interesting to think about, you know, when Gareth Bale came through. Like if he came through yep. now, would he be kept as a wing back because no. he's got well, he, far he more wasn't at, he wasn't at Spurs. No, I mean, he started exactly. as a wingback and then went, nope. Exactly, and kept progressing and got further and Striker, further forward. Literally. So you don't know until you try. So it's like, let's play Trent right. next season a little bit further forward. Just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work, just stick him back at right back, you know? Um, Ox came back from the, his long-term injury. He should did have warm up. Yeah, should have Oh, that would have been like just a moment for him. Um, he did warm up a bit during the week by taking over Liverpool Snapchat, <laughs> you know, as he does. That is his best it attribute. Is. It is. His media personality. Yeah, I mean... He's already kind of secured a, a career after football. Hundred percent. I'm going to put money on him being match of the day presenter in like 2038 yeah. yeah. or something. Um, so Liverpool get the three points there. They leap Frog City by two points. So obviously they still have to play. And then City, you know, you know they're playing Burnley away. I don't think we thought this would be an easy game for City. Um, City somehow. I don't think have been their best this season. They no. haven't been that flowing. They've got some players that, you know, Kevin De Bruyne, either through injury or form, hasn't been there. Uh, David Silva has been non-existent this season. 
you know, Walker a little bit. Like, they, they just haven't really been playing that well. And yeah. this game showed it. They struggled. They really did. And it's not, again, not for the first time. Like, in recent weeks, they've, they've barely scraping by in these games. And, yeah, I mean, the goal that they scored was, you know, barely a goal. The win was barely a win. But they just literally just got over the line. Literally, in, in this yeah. Case. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can't stop thinking about how Liverpool lost. I think that it was the everything game by the same... Yeah. amount because the ball yeah. just didn't cross by that amount and City get that in this one because you know it's a game of fine margins and, and I think you know without goal line technology this season could have ended quite differently yes is it actually Barnes for Burnley is that who plays for uh, yeah yeah uh, he said that Klopp text him being like you know cheeky text you know score a goal like help us out kind of thing really and like it that seems why would Klopp have his number yeah for a start I don't know. Also, 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 why? Like, it's. I'm sure it's innocent, but like, right. why even get anyone on your back about like interference? Yeah. And stuff? Klopp had a good, uh, a good thing in the middle of the week when uh, United played City, and you know they're like, you think United can, uh, can do you a favor? He's like, I think he's like United need to do themselves a favor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. Um, so yeah, so City with an Aguero goal um, to get them to the three points. Now they're one point again ahead of Liverpool with two games to go. This is really cities now. It's two winnable games. Um, it's for them to lose. Um, but Aguero, for his personal kind of gains, he now has 20 goals this season. Mm. Um, again. Well, again, 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 again. <laughs> um, five years in a row now with 20 or more goals in the league. That is, that is a step. I mean, if anything, it's boring. Mix it up. Yeah. Do something else. Score 19 yeah. once in a while. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal achievement. So it's just him and Henri, right? Just in him and bracket. Henri, yeah. Um, what a bracket to be in. I mean, what a team you would have if you had these two up top. The question now is, people always say, you know, the best striker in Premier League history. And, you know, the names are always Cher, Henri, Aguero, Rooney. Um, for me, it's always on. I know there's a slight bias, but even non-Arsenal fans will say, you know what, it's Henri. Let's just put that to bed. Now let's talk about the second. Right. Share always goes up there just for the sheer quantity. And, you know, playing for Newcastle and all this. Yeah. But Aguero has a legitimate kind of in now that, like, Absolutely. you know what? I'm second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know. I I don't know why he doesn't get that kind of, like, unanimous. Yeah, for sure. Even though, you know, usually, usually recency bias goes with you. Goes in your, yeah. No, that's true. I, I think with Henri, there is... Uh, there's a lot about how it was done. So it's about the grace and the panache and the overall the, ability, the coolness and the va va boom and the bobby yeah. and uh, selling Renaults. Um, with Shearer, <laughs> it's like he was he was an original. He was yeah. an uh, English Premier League original. So it's like he kind of deserves to be there because someone from that era needs to be in that conversation, mm. right? With Aguero. I don't know what it is. I don't know why he doesn't quite get the credit he well, He's also boring. He doesn't speak the language. No, he's boring as hell. He's boring. You yeah. never hear an interview, yeah. anything. Yeah. No. Like a scandal even, nothing. No, it's He just true. goes about his doing, you know, doing absolutely nothing but score 20 goals a season. I also don't think it's helped that under Pep, most of the goals are tap-ins. Yeah. So like Aguero, earlier Aguero was scoring all sorts of goals from different angles and outside the box yeah. and this and that. And later Aguero is much more six-yard box Aguero. And that doesn't help in terms of people's opinion about you, right? Correct. It doesn't help with the compilation, the YouTube compilation. <laughs> yeah, which is what it's all about yeah, exactly. at the end of the day. But no, Aguero's in that bracket with Henri now. All he needs to do is not tarnish his reputation by being a cock after retirement <laughs> and, trying to, <laughs> and trying to manage a team that I he don't can't. know, man. I would do that for 18 million or whatever <laughs> Yeah, good point. Like, you'd be like, yeah, I can, I can be that guy. Good point. Has um, to be in a Spanish-speaking country, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, is there a top four this season, or are no. they cancelling? No, no, no. Because I think you know. Have you seen Sevilla's yes. uh, tweet saying, guys, no one wants it. Just give it to us. We're gonna come fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Just can we have the English spot? Because no one wants it. I like how they opened the tweet with "yo." <laughs> that's, that's my favorite thing. Yeah, like that's what they say in England. Yeah. Um, no one wants to finish third or fourth. It's ridiculous, man. Like when Spurs pulled out that last last few minute win against Brighton, I thought, right, you're basically there. One more game. West Ham at home, tricky but doable, should yeah. be fine. And then, and then in the they, same week, Chelsea failed to beat Burnley, Burnley at home. Yeah. Um, and in the same week, Arsenal lose away to Wolves. And it's just like in the same. And then nobody, it's crazy. And then I think United lost everything. Like that week, 
basically, I remember the net was Chelsea getting a point over everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, it almost looks deliberate. It's bizarre. Yeah. It, I mean, what is it? what does it tell us? I'm not quite... I don't think these four teams are good enough for the Champions League. They're, well, they're just not. No, they're not. I mean, I know Spurs, but Spurs, again, miraculous kind yeah. of, yeah. But I just don't think any of them are good enough to to challenge as they are now. I don't know what will happen in the summer, yeah. but as they are, they're just not good enough to be in the Champions League. No, I think you're right. I, and I think, to be honest, as an as an Arsenal fan, that is, it's almost helping me deal with the stress because I'm like, there's no point us being in the Champions League. Right. We're so far off. What it, what the quality that is required beyond the fact that being in it gets you more money and right. makes it easier to attract players so that you can then get to that level. But just from but we to, don't spend it, so but we point? don't spend yeah. it, and I don't trust the club to spend it correctly, even no. if they did. So it's like I'm struggling to care too much because I think it would be a massive waste of time anyway. I, I was thinking about this, and we could talk about Arsenal since since we're there. Um, I was thinking that I would rather next season not be in the Europa League at all. Just nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And just focus on the league and yeah. maybe come third. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I miss the league. The league has been a non-event for a decade. Like, a complete, like, mm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we scored the Welbeck Leicester header and everybody's celebrating. I'm sitting there going, lads, <laughs> relax. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. So, I, just, I miss the Premier League. Literally, the Premier League means, like, it's boring when you're just trying to come fourth for 10 years. Don't disagree. Unfortunate timing, though, because unless Guardiola leaves yeah. and Klopp, I don't know, has a heart attack, which is possible, yeah. um, Arsenal would need to make up, what, 20 points? I just to, want to come to, third. Sure. I don't even... I just want to feel like I'm in there. I just so. want to feel... So, let's, real. <laughs> let's go through what Arsenal had to do for the last five games to make it into the Champions League spot. You they would score more goals than the opposition at any point well, in their lives. Out of the five... Yeah. I think we needed, I'd say, a win and a draw out of five games. Sure. And these five games came against Everton, Watford, Crystal Palace, Wolves, and Leicester. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I would bite your hand off to say you're in this position yep. with, you know, let's call it whatever, eight game weeks to go. So what Arsenal do? They go to Everton, get absolutely smashed to bits, three. This is an Everton goals. team that has been pretty useless for most of the season. Yep. They're on good form now, admittedly, but... Come on. Concede three goals, go to Watford and play horrendously, get dominated by a 10-man Watford and score a goal where Ben Foster just kicked it into Aubameyang. If you could describe your dream scenario against Watford, it would be Troy Deeney getting yeah. sent off in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> and you scoring in 10 minutes. Yeah. And it happened, and it was still dodgy. Yeah. Um, and then losing to Crystal Palace, th- but conceding three at home. Yeah. That's the Mustafi game. That was the worst one for me. A, because Mustafi, I mean, Mustafi. But B, because they went 1-0 down, scored immediately after had after halftime. We got it. Had the momentum. That's it. You're at home. Just beat Crystal Palace 1-0 in the second half. That's a, And no. Yeah. Um, and then go to Wolves. Concede three. That I knew was coming. Then. Oh, sure. You knew that was but, coming. But we never needed it. No. We had three games before that. <laughs> and then go to Leicester and concede three. So basically, out of the last four games... Out of the last five games, in four games, Arsenal conceded three goals. That is unacce- That is actually so, unacceptable. T- so 12 goals in... in 12 and 5. Unbelievable, yeah. In- insanity, absolute... How, how many of those are directly attributed to Mustafi? Like, like seven? Yeah, at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Leicester game was horrendous. You know, a- Maitland Nuts got a red card. We were still horrendous before that. I, I want to ask you about... It was too negative from Arsenal. 100%. I remember in the ninth minute or so, Lacazette and Aubameyang were kind of pushing up to get the ball. And you could see Emery, they showed him the camera. He was telling them to drop off. Mm. He was saying, we are not pressing. The game plan was not to press. The game plan was to invite pressure and then somehow counter because, you know, we have a Wobi or whatever. <laughs> he <laughs> I, I, I can carry know, the ball. Yeah, I don't know who was going to counter because you have Mkhitaryan who made zero passes, zero crosses, zero take-on, zero dribbles, zero. So who was going to you know do the counter attacking i'm not sure so i can understand sitting deep against leicester if you're if you decide jamie vardy is the biggest threat he's the biggest his biggest threat is his pace in behind that's how he scores goals so we're going to sit deep not give him that space and then we'll hit them on the counter attack with yes possibly Iwobi. and you have Aubameyang who has a lot of pace leicester's back four aren't the quickest in the world it's not a ridiculous strategy except that your defense 
is leaking three goals a game. Except, so when you sit yeah. back, you will concede. Yes. Also, I did. I'm never I, for Arsenal. I'm not really ever a fan of the back three five. I don't. I just don't think it suits the players. But it's been working in recent weeks. It's not a great system to play counter attack. A well, a because Leicester play with one striker. So you've got three centre backs. Two of them. I'm not sure exactly what their role is, and the they're probably not either. But the other thing is, if you're completely outnumbered in midfield, if you even if you win the ball back, and then you try and progress play. You're going to get outnumbered again very quickly. It's yeah, just not. I, it just wasn't an ideal system. It wasn't an ideal tactic. The thing is, we don't want to forget that in there, there was like a what a three nil aggregate win over Napoli, second yeah. team in, in 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 Italy, a team that has not lost at home in the whole campaign except the Juventus, and we went there and smashed them one nil and smashed them two nil at home and etc. etc. It's like, how do you change from one game to another so much? And is it priorities? Do the, are the players up for the Europa? Are we going to see, you know, on Thursday, I, we'll talk about it later, a whole different Arsenal team that is out of the blocks and ready to go? Like, Or alternatively, are Napoli utterly shit? I mean, Carlo Ancelotti looked absolutely dejected on the bench. <laughs> he did. Um, but anyways, that's that's enough of Arsenal. It's been a horrendous two weeks. Like an absolutely, like a downer. of Like the season always ends on a low with Arsenal. It yep. always, like I, I always say the first 30 game weeks are useless. It doesn't matter. <laughs> because no matter where you are, you are going to mess it up. So it's, it's always the end of that, of a season where it just, we fall apart. Yeah, it, it's really hard. It's funny. It's funny. It's hard to be optimistic about Arsenal right now because everything has changed, yeah. and yet very little has changed. And it would be easier if you looked at the summer and thought, "Well, it's obvious what the club needs to do in the transfer market, yeah, too much. and we have faith in them to do it." Yeah. And th- I can't imagine anyone does. So I mean, well, we'll I see. Mean, I mean, we'll see. We're, we're here to be surprised. We made a lot of changes, but then we also lost our director of football or whatever CEO, <laughs> and we lost our head of scouting. So it was. I think those two. Whatever you think of Gazidis, whatever it doesn't matter. The point is, there was supposed to be a long-term plan here, and then you lost two huge cogs in it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so what exactly? What did they know in the back that we don't? That's clearly this is not the place to be. I, I, that worries me a little bit. Odds on Arsene Wenger coming back as director of football at this point. Well, I mean, what is he doing now? Sitting on Bien Sports going we and us when talking about Arsenal so people can like take the clip and saying, share it. I'm just saying. Whatever, man. It, nothing makes a difference at this point. Let's just, <laughs> let's just move on because I'm so done with this Premier League season. Um, Spurs we touched on. So they also don't want to be in the top four after being like, what, 10 points ahead of everybody sitting comfortably in third. Everything's good. And then I think Kane came back yeah. and all fell yeah, apart. Massive mistake bringing yeah. him back into the team. Um, and they lost 1-0 to West Ham. West Ham will have a record of beating teams, being the first team to like beat teams in the new stadium. That's such a weird thing. Yep. Football is just it's weird, man. Yep. It's weird. And that's how you make money. You go, you know what? This trend will continue. <laughs> yes, it's um, true. Good goal from Antonio. Antonio's a weird player. He is. Another one who can play in literally any position. Yeah. I like him. He's probably not consistent. But when yeah. I watch him... I don't mind them. There's something about him. Yeah, he's also he's also. I don't know if you've ever seen interviews and stuff. He's a genuinely very funny, like down to earth human being, which right. is nice. Um, yeah, it was a great hit. Although, yeah. although again, as you said, inconsistent because he had a couple of other chances and Easier. he hit the corner flag. Yeah, Arnautovic gave him a really good ball too. Mm. Um, like Arnautovic is like it's a, just a technical player. Like you see the little mm, like he, no effort, put it exactly where he wanted to put it. He just needs to give a shit. That's yeah. It. As, yeah. as long as he cares, he's great. Well, he's like another bird. He needs to move teams to then play well and be like, <laughs> right. I'm here, and then, okay, I'm done now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Spurs miss another chance. Their first loss in their um, new... Sp- is it called the Spurs Stadium? The, the yeah. Tottenham Stadium? Or Spurs Stadium? For or now. For now. Yeah. They're waiting for, like, money. Sponsors. Well, at some point, I'm sure it'll be called the... You know, the Daniel Levy. Yeah, <laughs> the Daniel <laughs> Levy Stadium. Uh, that would be the most egotistical thing anyone's done since... Uh, uh, sports Direct Arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I think, uh, I think the squad depth or lack thereof is catching up with them. I mean, we've now two games in a row. Vincent Janssen's come onto the pitch. Yeah, and that really tells you everything you need yeah, to that's know. I mean, crazy. The, I, the funny thing was for the the Brighton game where Ericsson scored the long range shot. Afterwards, they said that because all the Brighton players were in front of the goal, the tactic literally was to like put Janssen and Lorente. Like so, like a, front. a black hole. Yeah, just like to so gravitate. That, so that the long, sh- so nice. the keeper would be unsighted for the long shot. So they've literally oh. used Vincent Janssen's bum as a dummy. Like <laughs> yeah. you know those yellow dummies in practice. That's what he was doing <laughs> all practice, just practicing standing yeah. there. Ericsson hit free kicks over. Yeah. They're just feeding him. 
Like, he's just, that's so have funny. a biscuit, Vincent. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, um, and then there was the United-Chelsea game. Um, so this one was... I don't know. I thought Alonso came back at left-back. Sure. I know, I started weirdly. I know. But it just I remember it being like a moment where I'm like, oh, Alonso's back. Right. Um, I don't know who deserved to win this game. No one. Like, no one really. No one. I was like, so bored. Yeah. These two teams do not excite me, other than when Eden Hazard has the ball. Yeah. That's the only exciting thing about Chelsea. It's the only exciting thing about United. I mean, occasionally Pogba does something fun, but... What? Uh, push someone off the ball? <laughs> like... I, yeah, they're just so uninspiring. It was a boring game. It was a boring game. Um, who scored the goals? can't even remember. I don't even know. I know Higuain missed a brilliant chance to win it in the last minute. Yes, yes. Brilliant chance. Oh, uh, so uh, David De Gea had another mi- a nightmare. So Alonso <gasps> yeah. with the with the Chelsea. The goal. angle was still very difficult. It was. Yeah. I think he got pretty lucky with the finish. Yeah. If we're honest, yeah. but you know. Yeah, I mean he's been pretty lucky throughout his life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and United was Mata. Oh, Mata coming back. Oh yeah, that goal was actually decent. Yeah. 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 I think uh, I think what happened was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I swear. Bro, I, I don't think he knows anything about management. He just literally goes, who's been good to me and who hasn't? Okay, everybody's been bad. You're all out. Mata's coming back. Herrera's coming back. Mata's just coming back. It's like, literally, you just, it's a cycle of, oh, you were bad last game, you're not playing. Right. It's like, I don't think that's how it works, but... But, but is that how it worked in 1999? Because if that's the case, then that's how it has to happen now. I, I think so. Apparently, he took the players to like the old training ground. <laughs> okay, I, I hope all these Sir Alex Ferguson stuff are lies. Like the whole, I don't park in the gaffer spot, and you know he takes him on like in his handbag on the plane, <laughs> and like take him to the old stadium. Like, grow your own balls. Yeah. Like just ha- be your own self. Stop. Like there's so much like. It's just it's. It's cringe. Yeah, it's cringe. It's like, bro, we get it. Alex Ferguson was a manager. Great. Yeah. But like, what are we supposed to do? I just- <laughs> It's, it's the social situation is so weird. Like he came in and they won every game against for, farmers for like months. Yeah. Yes, against farmers and PSG. Yeah, uh, <laughs> playing a farmers league. <laughs> playing a farmers yeah. league. Um, <laughs> and then and, and there's been nothing in between. But you just won all the games and lost all the games. And I won all the games and I lost but all the games. This is what I was telling Bernie. I was like, Bernie, no one's poaching all the good service. Obviously. So why are you in a rush to sign him? Like, it was literally just to keep players. It was like, oh, we have a manager. I'm going to sign or stay or whatever. Like It's like, why are you keeping this guy that no one's trying to poach? Well, He's now, going nowhere. No, and now all the players are saying, well, if we don't make top four, I'm out anyway. Regardless. Yeah. I, it was such a weird situation to give him. This is a, I was telling him, Bernie, too, last podcast, uh, Moyes still had, like, a week to go on a six-year deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Anyways, I don't know whatever they're doing. Chelsea are doing so well to still hang in there and be in the top four. They are a point in, I think, above Arsenal, uh, who are in fifth and United in sixth. So it's Spurs and City and Chelsea. And I think that's how it's going to end. Nobody Probably. has any more difficult games. And um, you can depend on Arsenal and United to win both their left their, their remaining games. So I think it should remain this way. Spurs have Everton, I believe, final game of the season. Oh, yeah? It's not easy, but... I think they'll probably be over the line th- by then anyway. Are they more than three points ahead, though? That's the question. No, they're three points ahead of... Mm. Oh, no. only They're only two points ahead of Chelsea, but they are four and five points ahead of Arsenal so, and United. So, so even if they lose the everything game and win their next... Like they, they're pretty right. much... They should be... One more win should do it. Right, right. On United, though, there were reports today uh, that they are willing to meet uh, Jan Oblak's £120 million release clause, which is... Like this, this rumor it was just, getting a lot just, of air. I'm just like, this doesn't make any it's sense. Lazy journalism. Like the hair drops one ball. Yeah, and now you're gonna pay a hundred million for a new keeper. Like, and do what with the hair? <laughs> like, make him number two. Fax him over to yeah. Madrid. Also, legally you can't because Romero has to legally be the number uh, two. That's true. Yeah. Romero, that's in his contract. Yeah. I will forever be number two. He's gonna be the Sir Alex Ferguson of goalkeepers. Um, let's talk a little bit about the individual awards. Um, where you want to start? Young player of the year? Sure. So, young Raheem Sterling. Yeah, yeah. Um, still coming through. Budding talent. He was in the young player of the year awards in like 2014. At 17. Yeah. He was there at 17. Yeah. Like, cut it off. Or, it's not or, his fault. No, but, no, no, no. But it's not his fault at all. The thing is, football has changed so much now that at 23, you're established. 100%. So, it needs to be 21. Like, like if it was in Italy, yeah. 24 is fine. Exactly. They don't let you get into the first team until 22. Yeah. In the Premier League where you've got 18, 19-year-olds 
on a regular basis, no. It should be like, a, I don't know, is Madison Young? 21. Yeah, it should be like that kind of player, not a superstar. Like, it should be like, oh, Madison had a great upcoming season. That's him. Juan Bissaka had a fantastic season. It should be like, who do you, most people not kind of know about, like, not the average fan? Yeah. And it's like, that's him. This is the guy to watch out for. Not a world superstar, best player in his national team, etc. Like, I think arguably you could say they have to be under 24, but it has to be their first or second season like in debut. the league. Like, yeah. it can't be like, your, what's, it's Sterling's, what, fifth season in the Premier League? Yeah. Is, you know, it's got like whatever, how many goals are like it's it's insane. It's that crazy. said, I think there's an argument to say that Van Dijk had to win something, and Sterling had to win something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, that's oh, yeah. why he's yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, but Van Dijk, PFA Player of the Year. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that he's been sensational, and it's not just his individual performances, but the way that in his 18 months at Liverpool, he's completely transformed them from a team that can't stop can't, leaking can't. goal. Yeah, yeah, just can't. Uh, to, to a team that has the best is it the best defensive record in the league yeah so I mean between him and Alisson he started the transition Alisson helped but between them they've absolutely knocked uh, it I, out of the I, park I love that you said the last 18 months I know this award is for the season but it feels like it's for the last 18 months mm. because he had a transformative effect yes it's not some you know it's not Sergio Ramos where he nicked in a few goals and everything everyone's Raving or Varmel in six goals, <laughs> you know, in like coming, 10 yeah. games or whatever. This is a true center back. This is old school, true. The goal against, I think it was in either this game or the last where the ball came across and he transitioned the attack mm. and then gave it to yes. Robertson who yes. crossed it in. Just the fact that he can do that, he's smart enough to see where the field is open. He is a complete player and he fully deserves it. And I don't know when the last time I think Terry in 03 04 was the last defender to win it. And that was obviously, you know, they conceded like two goals all season or whatever it was. Um, but yeah. he fully deserves it and I'm totally behind that. He's, I think he's the best centre-back in the world. He also allegedly smells good. Really? There, yeah, I forget who it was, but some striker was asked like, who, you know, who smells good or bad when you're, they're marking you. And he was like, yeah, Van Dijk. I think he smells like a damn cheese, isn't it? Like from Holland? It is. Yeah, but... But not that. Yeah. Not that. I, I, I think that's a white player would smell like. Yeah, too, like Nedved. <laughs> just the long hair and like, sure. it doesn't look like he showered for a while. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's what came to my mind. All right. Um, now, let, we talked about Aguero. Let's talk about the team very quickly. So Edison and goal. Oh, the, the, the team of the year. Team of the sure. year. Edison Ed- and goal. No problem with that. I, I thought, I, I liked Allison a little bit. I, I, to to me, matter. they're right at the same level. Whatever. Um, and then Alexander Arnold, we talked about a right back, best right back. We talked about Robertson, yep. left back, obviously, and then Van Dijk. And then Laporte made it in. Yep. Um, he's had a good season. Yeah, I mean, you have to remove Champions League performances yeah. away from this because yeah. both Ederson and Laporte, that's where it's coming. That's where it's like, but yeah. And then you've got Fernandino at defensive mid or whatever, sure. and Bernardo at attacking mid. Now, the only non Liverpool or City player to make it was Pogba. Right. Right. Yes, he's United's best player. But that doesn't get you into team of the season. No. Because there's another player who was the team's best player and had a much better season in Hazard. Yes. There is no... I get the formation. <clears throat> I get it. Which is 4-3-3, right? Yeah. Sure. But I don't care. No. This is not... We're not playing tomorrow. No, no. So Hazard needs to be in this team over Pogba. That's my opinion. I yeah, couldn't agree more. I, I mean, Pogba... Has the stats this season? Thirteen goals, nine assists. I think it is seven yeah. of those goals are penalties, but yeah. whatever. No, not whatever. He scored like four goals, bro. Yeah. I thought <laughs> I know, penalties or whatever. Um, and you know, someone needs to put the penalties away. So whatever, fair, fair enough. Although his run-up, I, I have absolutely no time for it. Yeah. Um, and there was a brilliant article today by Jonathan Liu in the Independent about how much is expected of Pogba, like the role he's expected to he play. He can't do everything. He can't do everything, which is all true. But that then I said, commented saying, but "Yeah, I did it all." He did, but yeah, he, didn't do it his all. role was more limited. I think the point of the article is that Pogba is expected to do everything. You think Pogba's doing more than Cesc did for Arsenal? Uh, no, absolutely yeah. not. So there's Yaya, there's Cesc, and I'm sure you could come up with a few other examples. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, it's, it's unfair for Pogba to do everything. Yeah. I'm just saying, people have done it. It's doable. 
And Pogba has too many dips. Yes. For it to be like, oh, this guy is pulling them through, etc., etc. I'm all for that narrative, but not with the amount of dips that he has through the season. And don't forget, this was voted when they were playing the Farmers and got like seven wins yep. in a row. And, you know, if it was voted now, there's no way he would make it. And, yeah. and that's the one thing. I don't know how long it takes to like tick a box and count votes that they have to do it like a month before. Yeah. I'm not sure why. I mean, do it online. It's not Send that hard. Send a text. Do, Just, a, do a group chat. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, but, I mean, the thing is with Pogba... And I think what sums it up best is that Bernie and other United fans that we know will say he's a brilliant player, but if someone comes in with 150 million, they can have taken. Yeah, because it's just as talented as he is, is not worth the tactical drama. disruption and the, no. and frankly the the media bullshit. Yeah, it's not worth the which drama. is yeah. not necessarily his fault, but it, it you know it weighs yeah. on people. Um, and then up top you've got Mane, Aguero, Sterling. Um, other, you know, these three have deserved to be in there. Mane uh, had a fantastic season. I would argue a little bit that Salah has the right to be aggrieved, and he is aggrieved personally. You can tell it's get it got there. Like, okay. Oh, he tweeted Van Dyke saying, "Congratulations on being the best player this season." Um, just make sure you know what that means for next season. Um, he he got them. He saw the interviews and stuff with Aguero yeah. comparisons. And to be fair, Salah has more goals than Mane. He's been also somebody tallied up like the points with goals like winning position not you know stat right. padding and Salah has 24 points individually mm. and second on the list is Mane and Aguero with 12 right. he's got double the points crucial right. like winners than these two so he has the right to be upset yeah. he's also being held to a standard that is completely different to anybody else on this list because, because of, of last season yes. um, but other than that I think you know one Bissaka Allison, Eriksson yep. all can you know Eriksson over Pogba even yeah forget Hazard definitely like, yeah. I mean his he's like double figures for assists every year for like five years I think and I don't think he's ever made the team which is this is Aguero's first appearance that's mental yeah that's what we were talking about earlier yeah that's ridiculous yeah, I yeah. mean you've always got the Canes I guess up there you had Costa a season you yeah it's, it's yeah. crazy Costa should be retracted <laughs> given his recent <laughs> yeah. form anyway that is Mumu and I think that's a, a good time to move on Abu <laughs> Mumu <laughs> One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day Mumu go wake up. So Leeds played Aston Villa this weekend, right? Of course. Massive clash in the championship. Leeds Literally. still going, yeah, still going for one of the two automatic promotion spots, the second one. And uh, what? Okay. Yeah. And Villa on a rampant run, I think it was like ten wins in a row or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Getting, mem- getting momentum for the playoffs. So, Leeds, I think, had to win to stay to maintain a chance of, of getting into automatic. And uh, game gets to 70 It's two automatic spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But they don't have that anymore, is it? Not anymore. Not, not after anymore. This at weekend. the time, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which makes the whole thing funny. Mm. Right? So, the game gets to 70 something minutes. Villa player goes down. Leeds play on. Look like they're about to kick the ball it's out. That one dude. Yeah, he looks like he's about to kick the ball out. Most no, most of the players have stopped running. Instead, he plays a lovely ball down the line. <laughs> lovely ball. Lovely ball down the line. Other dude sprints. Sprints in, finishes it off after beating like two players. Yeah, one nil yeah. to Leeds, and the Villa players go mental. Yeah, massive brawl ensues. They're like, our oh, player was down. You should have kicked it out. And it's the guy that acted like he was going to kick it out at the very beginning. You know, if the pace of the game stayed the same. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have complained. No but that guy kind of slowed down so much near the touchline that it looked like he was just going to flick it out and then he changed his mind. Yeah. And I guess desperate needs call for desperate measures. We need the three points. Look, man, is it worse than diving to win a penalty? Like, no. really, is it much worse? Also, there is no rule about this. Yeah. They're not under but any obligation to are, kick the ball the, out. The emotions are hard to keep in check. The referee didn't do anything. Yeah. I, like the, I like the lead spare, though, that scored he got pummeled and he was he was not giving anything back he was nah. like here i am yeah you do whatever you want because i'm not gonna get a yellow <laughs> it would have been funny had he gone you know made the one nil signs <laughs> in his hand anyway so the you know a mass brawl ensues bielsa the the moral leader that he is yeah compass the moral compass that he is <laughs> quite big for a compass uh, decides always pointing to the compass uh, he doesn't have a point <laughs> yeah does he have a point though anyway um him does- and sam Allardyce are the chip shot <laughs> No one wants to see that. Oh no. God. Anyway, he decides that he can't. He can't stand this. He can't sleep if, well, he, can't stand if he allows it, yeah. 
this to happen. Yeah. So he orders his Leeds team to let the Villa players wander through yeah. and, and score the, And a goal. the two Villa players that take the mob are almost fighting over who can get the personal <laughs> stat. This is a stat pack Yeah, moment. you can see it. They were both like, is he going to cross it to me or is he going to put it in? <laughs> <laughs> but um, the best part about this was, is it Pontus Janssen, I think, leads up at the back? And he wasn't having it. He was the only player that was not having yeah. it. So he tried for a second to like defend after his whole team <laughs> have let the players through. Astonishing and, scene. And also John Terry arguing with Bielsa. Imagine what that conversation must be like. It's like, what are you saying, mate? Are you really lecturing Bielsa about cheating? Is that what's happening He was right probably now? asking for a picture of his wife. I was going to say, you are not the moral compass on cheating, mate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was, a, that was a great moment. Scenes, absolute scenes. And the best thing about this, maybe, is that this draw meant that Sheffield United got promoted. The last time an incident like this happened that I can remember is when Arsenal played Sheffield United mm. in the Cup and Arsenal scored a goal where they should have kicked the ball out. Yeah. And Arsene Wenger, the moral arbiter that he is, said, let's replay the whole game. So there you go. We have a quick question about Sheffield, actually, just through bottom up. Ah, yes. Uh, so um, our friend Ryan Aird, uh, KillyPie1990 on Twitter, uh, said, how do you think Sheffield United will do in the Premier League? Alex, I will leave this one up to you. I don't have a clue. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Ryan. Had you asked me about Norwich, I would have been able to tell you. I think that would be all right. Uh, I don't know anything about Sheffield United. You want my opinion? Please. I don't know either. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. Happy Momo. One thing where I know, Sha, Momo not fit sleep forever. One day, Momo go wake up. Sorry, one, one other question that we got uh, a bit late. Tom Nightingale, at T Nightingale on Twitter. Don't know if you've done this, but Leeds Villa was one of the best, best slash worst examples in recent memory of how dumb it is to continue to operate the unwritten rule notion. Absolute mess. Yeah, yeah. agreed. It's mad. There, yeah. there should be a rule or players should just stop kicking it out unless the referee is actually... But no, no matter how long the rule's been played, it's not about the... I don't get upset about the player that kicks it out. I get more upset about everybody that can't fathom that someone kept on playing. Yes. It's like, we know this by now. Yes. Let's just move on. Get on with your life, as we are about to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Champions League? Yeah. It's coming up. It's coming Come up. up tomorrow. It's on the final stretch. Um, there were some crazy games last round. This one has, you know, I don't know how many people expected a Spurs-Ajax semifinal. None. Literally none. So this one, I mean, basically the way I like to look at it is that one of Spurs or Ajax will be in a Champions League final. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, this is a huge chance for either of them. Whoever loses this one will be absolutely inconsolable yes, because this is the chance. This is it. This is the chance. And yeah. then anything happens in a final. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, e- whichever of these teams go through will be the massively the mm-hmm. underdog in the final. Even if it's, you know, even if Liverpool beat Barcelona... And Spurs beat Ajax. Liverpool are still massive favourites at that yeah. point in that one-off game. Um, and Ajax, no matter how many of the world's best teams they beat, will remain the underdog because of yes. their resources, because of you know, but, who they but are. But they're now everybody's kind of... If, if your team's out, this is who you're going for now. Absolutely. Ajax is that dark horse that's like, well, they're playing football the right way. They kicked out some of the... A lot of teams that are, you know... Fans don't like so much in the Madrids and the Juve's and the Bayern's and you know obviously because they're they're the big teams in their leagues. Um, this one will be interesting. I feel that Spurs not being that superstar team is actually could actually go against Ajax a little bit. Yeah. I feel the game plans of the superstar teams was to go attack Ajax, kill it from the beginning. I think Pochettino might be a bit more measured, especially that he had more chance to see how they are. And I think that measured approach by Spurs will be a bit more difficult for Ajax to deal with. I don't know what my prediction would be. It's very difficult. Yeah. I just feel... I don't know. I actually don't know. I Yeah, I couldn't tell you, although I do think you're probably right. I think Real Madrid, Juventus probably just underestimated Ajax yeah. and thought, yeah, they're good, but like we'll still have enough to beat them. Um, and I think with Juve, especially scoring early against them, you know, Ronaldo got that header. They, they thought it was done. Mm. They thought they were fine. Um, but then he got out-headered. He did get out-headered. Yeah. Oh, that delit header is... Oh. Yeah, it was delightful. It was lit. Um <laughs> Spurs squad depth it's a squad depth it, it's a massive issue tomorrow because Sissoko is pr- is like 50, I can't believe 50. he's that important now. it's incredible yeah. isn't it um, Winks is out for the rest of the season Kane's obviously injured Son is suspended 
And usually the, the whole thing with Spurs is when Kane's out, Son steps up. So now they don't have that either. So you're looking at like Lorente and Lucas, Lucas Moura yeah. up front. Dele Alli has been non-existent for he's, a few weeks. Yeah, he's had a bad few weeks. Eriksen is obviously the heartbeat. Wanyama will be there. But it's, it's a it's it should a not be enough. team. No. It should not be enough. And again, I think Ajax will... F- feel more aggrieved if they don't come away this is I think Spurs is at home if they don't yeah. come away with a favourable result like a draw 1-1 nil-nil something and not nil-nil that's a bad result 1-1 or something like that um, I think they'll feel hard done by because th- this is this is their chance this is their chance if I'm Ajax I go hell for leather for a goal or two get yeah. an away goal we've seen how important because, they are because they are being picked apart in the transfer market the Litz leaving yeah. uh, the Ong's leaving everybody's leaving they're all going to get picked apart and, that, and that's fine they know this that's their business model they're not upset about it or anything it's just it would be nice to add that Champions League imagine Ajax with the Champions League in 2019 like yeah. insane it would be phenomenal yeah. and and like also you know the irony is that chances are one or two of the, their players will end up at Spurs because they tend to just buy Ajax players um, so yeah, this is this is it. This is their chance. Not to say they'll never get here again, but well, it's far and few in between. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time they were serious contenders? Ninety-five. Yeah, ninety-six. So yeah. what? Every twenty-five years, you're <laughs> yeah. gonna make it once. Like make it count. But I'm rooting for them, obviously. Um, but let's see how it goes. So if they do go through, they uh, face a challenge of either a Barcelona or a Liverpool. Um, this is an interesting game. Obviously, people are talking about a Messi Van Dijk. You know, the player that dribbles the most versus sure. the player that's never been dribbled, immovable object versus whatever force, as, as if Messi's just going to stand there and dribble at Van Dijk. Yeah. No, he's too clever for this. Everybody's in a circle going, <laughs> show us what you can do. Yeah, dance off. Um, and that's something me and Bernie mentioned um, last time, which is like, I don't think Messi and Van Dijk are actually going to come into contact that much. Probably Messi not. pretty much plays where like Wijnaldum is going to be and he's going to once in a while pop up where Van Dijk is, but it's not going to be the continuous yeah. battle of the... He's know. not going up for him with a header. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't imagine that would be funny. Um, this is a difficult one. Barcelona, I mean, let's talk about it. Barcelona just won the league. Yeah. Um, deservedly. Again, Messi dragged them through. Every time they arrest him, he needs to come on as a sub to save him. He's got like one in two ratio as a sub. Um, again, if he doesn't perform, I don't think Barca have enough. That's the thing. If you take Messi out of the equation, Liverpool, Liverpool are favourites. Liverpool by a mile. Yeah. But he's that influential. He's that important. If you think about this, is 180 minutes. Are you going to stop him for 180 minutes? As good as your defence is, especially in the way that uh, Robertson and and and, uh, and Trent bomb forward, there's going to be space in behind them. I just, you can't keep him out for that long. You can't. I feel they'll be okay at Anfield. Sure. They're always okay at Anfield. It's just the, the, the new Camp leg. That's the one where, again, the new Camp is the first leg. So if they, I think, if they get a favorable result, they go through. I don't think Barca are going to show up away at Anfield. I just feel they're, they're not that rugged, solid of a team. They need things to be going well and Messi to be under a game. I think if Liverpool play rough in the second leg because they're already ahead 1-0 or 1-1 or whatever and they kind of play a physical dominant game I don't think Barcelona are going to come out of their shell to match that intensity yeah so it Barca has to kill the game here I'm yeah I'm, I'm like I'm nervous for Barcelona yes I'm very nervous for Barcelona I think if Liverpool play their natural game you're right it's hard to see Barcelona really coping with it but I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing Maybe PK put in a really good performance so he'll he can get to. some of the credit that he deserves. I feel to. he doesn't get because, you know, I was thinking recently if I, if I was doing a, a best eleven right now, I would put Van Dijk PK. Those are my two, and people like don't in agree the world? with the, yeah. People don't agree with the PK thing, but I just think he's brilliant. And Barca fans will tell you the same. He's he's just slightly underrated. I feel he's really good. Same with Suarez. I know Suarez had its dips in the season stuff, but he's still a brilliant player. Those two just mm, a little bit under appreciated recently yeah I, I think if anything I'm glad you mentioned Suarez because if, if anything he'll be the one that's up against Van Dijk yeah he is although again if you're him you target whoever's next to him and you make the runs off, off of that guy's shoulder whether it's Lovren or Matip or whatever because have you seen how big the Van Dijk's shoulders, shoulders are yeah. yeah once you're in you're not getting off yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah so uh, any quick predictions in the, the no, final here no no honestly honestly and I, I say this for the first time in years, I couldn't tell you what's going to happen in either semi-final. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm going to go Liverpool-Ajax. Okay. Final. Okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, let's do a little bit of a Europa League thing, because we don't. Everyone's second favourite European competition. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's the only other one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Intertoto. That's not European, right? No. Okay. Uh, Didn't they write Africa? I just love no. the name. <laughs> um, so, again, uh, this is Arsenal versus Valencia um, in the semi-final. Um, a good game, I think. This Should is be the, the Coquelin Gabriel derby. Yeah. As it's otherwise known. Finally back to the Emirates with a uh, for a send-off. Oh, man. I, uh, what do you think? I, I mean, Arsenal have been, obviously, as we spoke about, they were much better against Napoli than they have been in the Premier League. But Valencia killed Villarreal last. I know Villarreal haven't had the best of times, but they absolutely destroyed. They were 1-0 down, and then they came back with three sumptuous goals. And if they play anywhere near that pace around the likes of Mustafi, <laughs> around the, you know, they will open up. Around the likes of Shaka, oh boy. Like, they just need to have a good game. Basically, Valencia play their best and Arsenal play their best. Valencia win. Yeah. 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 I think I think that's right. I mean, Valencia have also lost, a, I think, their last two games in La Liga. Although one of them was against Atleti. So it's okay. Of, Arsenal have lost the last five. Exactly. Right? I, and and Valencia have not conceded 1,900 goals in the <laughs> last five games either. I, I just think Arsenal's defensive confidence will be so shattered right now yeah. that they're going to need to go and score five goals over two legs to get through yeah. like go and win a game 3-1 or 3-2 yeah. you know hold the other one to a draw like they're going to need to score a lot of goals because the defence isn't working right right um, the second semi-final is Frankfurt versus Chelsea interesting one yeah Frankfurt with Luka Jovic up front have been smashing well they, they just signed him permanently because he had like a Whatever. Six million, six million yeah. <laughs> sign yeah. on. Or they, they will sell him immediately. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, buy a lot of cheese, but <laughs> basically, uh, Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea surely got this. Surely, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, surely, I think they that's will. It. I think they will. I, yeah. I think you know, as good as Frankfurt have been, Chelsea have this to play for. They know that this is. Maybe their easiest route back into the Champions League at this point? Beat Frankfurt, beat Arsenal? I don't know. I mean, it's about the same. But they're, in the, they're, they're fourth, though. They yeah. don't, I think Arsenal need this route into the Champions League more because technically Chelsea just need to win the next two games, which should not be that difficult. And I'm telling you, they don't need to win the next two games because Arsenal are going to win the next two games. So that's, they just need to kind of get a win and a draw or something. That, They'll be that's fine. True. That's um, true. But yeah, this you know the, the, the European season now is coming to a close and it's getting interesting the Champions League for sure is sumptuous mm-hmm. um, I'm really looking forward to that Barcelona Valencia, uh, Liverpool game Yo, it's going to be wonderful it seems you know when you group teams they're made for each other yes. they play the same they both won the ball they want to play good football counter attacking fast players really good players you know it's not like an Atleti Barcelona or right. a Juve Barcelona or a, even a Bayern these two are made for each other and I think it'll be a lot of fun. Agreed. I actually also think that, that the Europa League... I don't, I'm not sure the semi-finals will be that, that much fun, although we'll see. But the Europa League final, whoever gets there, will be fun. A, because Valencia and Frankfurt would be welcome additions. Mm-hmm. And B, because if it is Arsenal-Chelsea, which is kind of boring on paper, but there are so many ramifications around the Champions League qualification and right. stuff. So right. uh, it's going to be fun. Cool. Um, quick... Quick, quick, quick mention of Italy. Inter-Juve had a game this this weekend. Um, Juve obviously already won the league, we know mm. that. But Neangeland decided to hit an absolute strike. Or decided to play for a start, That's true. which is rare. Great hit, though. Mm. Um, Chesney could have done better. Um, he kind of palmed it in a little bit. Um, it's a throwback. It's what he used to do. The, that weak wrist. Weak wrist. That weak wrist. Yeah. yeah. That's how I think. You know, the Nelson had the ankles <laughs> and Chesney had the wrist. His name isn't actually Wojek. It's weak wrist. <laughs> weak wrist, Chesney. Um, and Ronaldo got a really good goal, actually. Put it on his left, drilled it. I mean... Couldn't happen to a nicer bloke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, the other thing in Italy, less, less entertaining. Um, so you know how Lazio fans were chanting stuff at Bakayoko? Um and unfurling Mussolini-related banners in the centre of Milan. Uh, so they got a one-game ban for that, a one-game closure of the kind of ultra section, if they do it again in the next year. No. If. As, as if as if they're not going... Like, they've done it countless times. Why would it be if... Like, like, okay, so you're telling me that UEFA sat there went, you know what, this is what we're going to do. No, no, this isn't UEFA. This is the Italian football. Oh, they don't generation. care. No, they okay. don't give a shit. Okay. Yeah. Because I was saying, like, which guy sat there and went, you know what? When I put this out, the ultras are going to sit at home with a racist family yeah. and go, 
lads. Maybe we shouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, who thought this would actually work? It's it's a disgrace. I don't think it's the being in being so stupid that you think it works. I just think you don't care enough. You need something on paper to say, look, yeah. here is a thing we put. We what are we gonna do? Put tape on people's mouths? It is like we tried. Well, you know, he just said an out. It's just an out. Yeah, and and the weird thing is that it almost feels as if Italy is regressing. In, in this respect yeah it was fine for a while and then it just shot up again recently like yeah. I don't remember it being that bad a few seasons ago and then now again it's hard not to I don't want to get too political but it's hard not to relate it to current affairs like yeah. we're seeing hate crimes spike in Italy the, the government is is racist essentially kicking migrants out and at the same time we're seeing less punishment for racism in football it all feels it's, it's more of a social representation or reflection than just a football thing yes and i can't remember who i was discussing it with the other day but you do feel as though black and ethnic minority players will start to question if they weren't already whether they want to go play the well, every- in the same way that they already question going to play in russia for yeah example. exactly when we when we see a transfer go through like that we go why mm. like, i get the money but surely you can get similar somewhere else like it, it's not is it worth it like yeah you know at this point you you really have to ask like yeah. bakioko's had a wonderful time at, at milan is he going yeah. to want to stay? I, I wouldn't. Not that, you know, there's not, there aren't these problems in England. We've seen them, but it's not the same. It's not, it's not as prevalent. It's no. not a, yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, full sections of the stadium chance. It's not, you know, it's, it's one bloke. He gets that way that we move on. or you know. Exactly. Um, TFC News, anything happened? They played. The problem was it coincided with... Um, oh, here's another one, Alex. What's the excuse this time? Because there was the co-ed game for the... The Toronto FC game was at three. Okay. Canadian Premier League inaugural game ever was at one. So, uh, you know, I, I wasn't across both things. The, the, also, the other issue with the city right now is that Leafs was quite a big thing until a few days ago, and now the Raptors are in the playoffs. So the TFC are not getting a lot of love in the media. They aren't, but they're also not doing well. So they actually lost two under Portland this mm. week. So well, Portland are a good team. They are. They were in the final last time. Yeah. But, yeah, Toronto, Toronto FC's start has been patchy. Yeah. Well, the Pozuelo effect at least has been keeping people interested. The Pozuelo bounce, yeah, is officially known. Pozuelo bounce, yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, looking forward to that. The European clashes and seeing the top four in England unfurl because I think, yeah, all the leagues now have a champion except England. Yeah. Yeah. Barca, Juve, uh, PSG. Oh, PSG's funny though. Can we just two seconds? Please. I mean, PSG. Can you actually answer this question? Why did Neymar move to PSG? Some combination of all the money in the world yeah. and trying to get out of Messi's shadow and win the Ballon d'Or. I, the Ballon d'Or is a massive thing in Brazil. Like Yes, yes, yes. But does Messi have that big of a shot? Like, yes. Yes. If does. Neymar had stayed... They would have won another trouble. Oh, 100%. Neymar leaving was purely selfish. Well, Had he stayed at Barcelona, okay. he would have been part okay. of something I know he's not the brightest special. and his dad wants $40 million and all that, but here's the thing. Stay in Messi's shadows for three more seasons. Win La Liga twice, win the Champions League once, win another trouble. You know, you're going to really fill that, that trophy cabinet. Messi's going to be done in a year or two. You're still going to be 27, 28, whatever it is, 29. Win the dead, like... After you've already amassed all this stuff, but at PSG, everybody just thinks of you as a loser who went to a you know a much less league and still failed to win anything. I mean, what you won the league, well done. They've done that without you. Doesn't count. You know, they've yeah. done that. It, it doesn't matter. They're gonna do it with what's his name, the Stoke player that plays for them now. They're gonna still win the league. Yeah. You've lost the final of the cup. Um, you lost horrendously in the Champions League to a disgusting United side that you know. Should not have been anywhere near. Neymar wasn't there, to be fair. But, yes. You know, yeah, he was in Brazil, whatever, birthdays and stuff. But <laughs> Sisters point, and birthdays. Yeah. Point is, I know it's hindsight, but... No, I mean, it's, it's not even hindsight. You could, you, at the time, people were saying this. Well, at the time, we said this is a bridge to Madrid. So if he moves to Madrid now, yeah. then maybe this could be an answer to why did he move to PSG. But if he doesn't now... Because Mbappe said it's not leaving. And right. it, for some reason, I trust it. He said it like quite clearly, like, I'm wedded to this... To this project he's also I'm here. so young exactly he's not in a rush but if Neymar doesn't move because they're not going to buy Neymar and Hazard nope so I don't know I, yeah. I just feel like I liked him a lot at Barca he was great and I, I get the whole personal ambition but it's a shame I think we, we missed out on three years of a, 
of a top, top, top player, possibly the second best in the world at the time, even over Ronaldo. I, I completely agree, and I, I, I and I missed out on that as an enjoyment from a from a fan's perspective. Yes. We missed out on it. Yes, and and I actually, you know, thinking about it, do miss watching him play. A yeah. because at Barcelona you watch them more. Right? Just oh, object, yeah. from a neutral perspective, you watch them more than you would PSG. But also, you know, they did some cool stuff. Just watching the highlights of PSG this weekend, he came back into the team first game since January. And he was phenomenal. Yeah. His goal was wonderful. His assist for Alves, brilliant. Like, we want to see this at the highest level every weekend because that's the level of talent he is. And you're right, it's, it does feel like it's being wasted. I yeah. mean, PSG, if he doesn't leave, will try and retool. But again, their whole season is based <laughs> they, around the Champions League. Retool. Yeah, they right. already have their own. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's just based around the Champions League. So you get, you know, his whole season, it's kind of like the end of a basketball game. You watch it until, and then it only becomes important right. in the last three minutes. It's like, he has to go through all that season dicking exactly. around until to get the Champions to League semi-final. That's or it. Or April, and then it's all literally, on one game. Yeah, literally, no one cares until the Champions League. Let's call it the quarterfinals. Yeah. literally, no one cares about Neymar until the quarterfinals, and then they lose every season. <laughs> so, what are you doing? Don't know. Are they uh, going to keep Tuchel? Yeah. Lack of alternative, and you know. Apparently, people are saying you know people, players are talking back. He's starting to lose the dressing room a little bit, and. I'm sure he. I'm sure he ripped into their kind of commitment and effort, and I'm sure some people didn't like that. And even Neymar's own is like the young players are just not professional. They're talking back to the manager. Mate, to, when Neymar is saying you're you're not professional, know. that's when you know. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. It, that's been a problem for every PSG manager, apart from maybe Ancelotti. Well, because he's he's a mafia yeah. boss, which so, is why they needed to get Zidane. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Zidane's another one having a torrid time. But again, Zidane is, is a boss. He's like, nothing would be my fault. No. Literally, not, like, I could lose every single game of the season and come fifth and nothing would be my fault. <laughs> okay, here's an idea for PSG, right? If they're listening, which they obviously are. Um, don't worry about a manager. You mm. barely need one. Yeah. Get, like, a headmaster yeah, yeah, yeah. or some army, but someone from the army. Mm. Just get them all in line. They wake, don't need tactics, no, shit, especially seven. for Liga. Right. Right. Maybe, maybe you appoint... Ancelotti interim yeah for, for like from March till May right? but for the rest of the season just have some army general sitting there getting them in bed and out of bed at the right time the interim guy should be that Chelsea dude what's his name Avram Grant no oh Hoodink no who won the Champions League Di Matteo like, Di Matteo yeah I mean hey his record is exactly what they need <laughs> yeah. they were AVP or something played one Champions League won one Champions League <laughs> yeah. well Zidane had like 3 out of 3 so True. maybe him um, anyways we will see you guys next week Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Mm-hmm.